Entrepreneur on Fire 1038. Life is good, life is hard, and these two truths are unrelated. Hey, Fire Nation, and welcome to Entrepreneur on Fire, where I chat with amazing entrepreneurs seven days a week. Join me on our upcoming live podcast workshop, where I'll teach you how to create, grow, and monetize your podcast and answer any questions you have. Visit podcastwebinar.com to claim your spot today. Ignite. Try ZipRecruiter and get your perfect candidate this summer before they go to somebody else. Today, you can try ZipRecruiter for free. Go to ZipRecruiter.com slash fire. That's ZipRecruiter.com slash fire. Again, ZipRecruiter.com. Selection, speed, and creativity are just a few of the benefits of having several designers work on your project. Start your next design project at 99designs.com slash fire and get a $99 upgrade of services free. Boom! Shake the room, Fire Nation. John Lee Doom is here, and I am fired up to bring you our featured guest today, Michelle Spezia. Michelle, are you prepared to ignite? Yes, I am. Yes! Michelle is the founder of Bespoke. Bespoke empowers creatives by providing a holistic solution for ideation. Michelle took experiences in art, culture, and food into the world of cinematography, launching her first company, Films by Francesco, a resume that includes Chelsea Clinton, Matt Damon, and more. All right, Michelle, take a minute, fill in any blanks from that intro, and give us a little glimpse into your personal life. Yeah, absolutely. Um, Thanks for having me. So today, I am happy to call myself a tech startup founder. But if you had said to me five years ago that that's what I'd be doing, I would have told you that was ludicrous. (laughs) Um, Just like if you had told me a dozen years ago that I would have founded a a cinematography company, that was equally as far off. So um, I left home at 16 to go to NYU. I put myself through undergrad um, ironically, graduating with a bachelor's degree in poetry with a minor in philosophy and religion. So um, I totally thought I was going to be in the nonprofit world. I literally thought I was going to leave college, join the Peace Corps, and like live barefoot in a third world country. Um, <laughs> obviously, that didn't happen. And uh, while I was putting myself through undergrad, I was working in the restaurant scene in New York City. So when I graduated with my BA at you know, just under 20 years old, I was running a New York City restaurant. I was a manager. I was a sommelier. So I had studied and done my food service and wine training. Um, and I was just full blown in that world. So that kind of set me off on a course of falling in love with service and customer service and culture um, and teams. Uh, but I'm a creative at heart. So I met my husband, He's now my husband of almost 13 years. We've known each other for 18 years, but we met in Union Square in New York City all those years ago. And so uh, we basically took my kind of creative with a type A bent and combined it with his, you know, artistry of filmmaking and passion for tech and, you know, yada, yada, yada about almost, you know, 20 years later, here we are with a film company and now a tech startup under our belts. Man, I mean, (laughs) you have a lot going on and you have a lot of ways you could describe yourself even in this moment in time. So if you were at a networking party, let's just picture it under the stars in Union Square, there's a band (laughs) playing, somebody comes up to you and they say, Michelle, what exactly do you do? How do you respond, Michelle, in 10 seconds? 
So I usually respond by saying that I do a lot of things, <laughs> but at the at the moment I'm a I'm a mom turned tech startup founder that films celebrity events on the weekends. And that usually kicks up the conversation right into full gear. You know, there's <laughs> lots of ways we can go from there. So uh that usually does it. Cool. Well I did my research and bespoke it's a creative browser for visual minds, for a little uh, frame of reference, Fire Nation. Yeah. And what I kind of want to do now is, is chat quickly about a viable business and what it means to create a viable business. You know, living in New York City is not cheap. Um, listeners to Fire Nation, I mean, you know, we, we're looking to build businesses, we're looking to, to pay our bills. How do you, Michelle, generate revenue today? So today, uh, Films by Francesco is still putting the food on the table and the rent in the bank. Um, Bespoke is still pretty much a fledgling startup, so we're not generating revenue there yet. Um, but our film company has treated us really well. Um, it's definitely a labor of love. It was definitely a lifestyle business for a really long time. Um, and it was something that was just born out of, you know, Francesco, my husband, and I, our natural passions that led us down this path. But I think we also saw that... Um, it's not a scalable business. It's not a repeatable model. And those are things I kind of learned along the way. And so we knew at some point we needed, we needed to break out on a new adventure. And so that's, you know, what we're looking to do with Bespoke. And it's definitely a much more intentional path um, to building a, a big business. Now, specifically for films by Francesco, what exactly does the phrase with a resume that includes Chelsea Clinton, Matt Damon and more? What does that mean? It's pretty awesome. Um, being in the restaurant and hotel business for a long time, I made a lot of connections in New York and we were living in Palm Beach for a while. So when we decided to start our company, the thing that we knew how to do best was film live events and mostly social events because that's where our experience had, you know, experience had taken us till then. So we started shooting weddings, which most filmmakers will scoff at and tell you, you know, that's like the bottom of the barrel or the redheaded stepchild. You know, you don't become a filmmaker to shoot a wedding. But for Francesco, shooting a live event is what is where his talent lies. He doesn't do well in staged situations, you know, things you might film like a movie or a television commercial or things like that. So we started shooting weddings and that was awesome. And then with my poetry degree, um, he taught me how to edit. And so I was the one doing all the edits and kind of putting the storytelling uh, into, into the work. And it just started from there where, you know, we'd meet a client, they'd introduce us to another client, we'd meet an event planner, they'd introduce us to a better planner. Um, and you just start to climb the ladder. And then somewhere along the line, someone trusts you enough to like put the big fish in your lap. And I got a call one day from a planner we had known for five years, but never worked with, we could never land a job with them, called me up and he said, I have the job of a lifetime. I said, really, what's that? He said, well, I can't tell you, but here's the budget. Trust me, you want to do it. Sign the 22-page NDA, and, and I'll get back to you. And I was <laughs> like, all right, I, I'm in. I mean, you know, I'm always yeah. one for a good story. I'm in. Um, and three months later into the planning, he revealed to me that it was Chelsea Clinton's wedding. Wow. And so that was the big fish. And then it's, it's one of those things that once you get one of those, right. you just become known as the people who do those. So then they lead to more and more. So yeah, I've been in St. Lucia with Matt Damon. I've been in San Diego with LeBron James and his beautiful wife, um, Nicole Ritchie, uh, um, Miranda Lambert and her husband. So, I mean, and we've traveled, I've, I've shot for the Royal family in Qatar. I mean, we've traveled all around the world shooting for A-list celebrities, but also like the millionaires and billionaires no one's ever heard of. And yeah. honestly, those are even better. <laughs> <laughs> no, I love how you said that too. You'll always be 
the people who did Chelsea Clinton's wedding. And like simply that's it. And that's where a lot of people say, John, like how do you get all these great guests on your show? And I can just kind of point back to saying, you know, hey, like early on, you know, I got Seth Godin, I got Tim Ferriss, yeah. I got Gary Vaynerchuk, and I became that guy. And that was it, yep. you know? And, and that's, you know, the A-listers in our industry. So that's exactly super and super insightful. Now, Let's shift gears, Michelle, because, you know, we're talking about how awesome your life is traveling around, hanging out with LeBron James, you know, prob- <laughs> probably dunking on him or doing something crazy. Totally. But what was your worst entrepreneurial moment? Take us there. Take us down to the ground level. Tell us that story. It's funny. Now that I'm a startup founder, I definitely say to myself, oh, yes, I'm an entrepreneur with a capital E. I put that hat on. <laughs> but I think that I've, I've always been that. I mean, like I said, I left home at 16. I got a job. I did my thing. Like this has been me my whole life. I just never knew to call it that. Um, and so when we were kind of in the mix with films by Francesco and getting started, I think one of the things that is grossly underrepresented about being a freelancer or an entrepreneur is the, um, the unpredictability of life and that sometimes things are really, really, really great. And sometimes things are really freaking awful. And so we had booked a really big documentary project. And again, we don't do anything for distribution. We film these like private biographies on a member of someone's family or their business. And so we were doing one on a a family member, this family in Connecticut. They were paying us a very large sum of money to do this job. And at the time we were living in Palm Beach. But it was our slow season, which is usually January or February, and things were tight and things were wonky. And my son was little and had to go to grandma's for the weekend, and there was lots of chaos. And we got on an airplane and got off the airplane with all of our gear and schlepping our stuff. And we got to the car rental counter, and they had frozen my Amex account because Mm. we hadn't paid the bill. And not only had they frozen the Amex account, I didn't have any money in our business account. I didn't have any money in our personal account. And the check from this client was like sitting in limbo at their house. So unless I could get to their house, I couldn't get the check to put in the bank to pay the bills. Um, and my husband and I stood at the car rental counter and it was, I'll never forget that feeling in the moment of just being completely beside myself of saying, this doesn't make any sense. I work for the best clients. I do great work. I'm well known in my industry and I'm standing at the Hertz counter and can't get myself into a Ford Fiesta. And it was like, it's a, hum- those are humbling moments. And, you know, at the time it was the worst moment ever. Yeah. Uh, but you kind of have to take those in stride and then put them to work for you once you're able to like push through the emotional meltdown of the moment, you know? So looking back on that, Michelle, like, how did you get there? I got there because I didn't understand a lot of the rules of running a business as I said before, it was a lifestyle business and it was really fun that like these checks would come in and we'd fly off to great places and shoot jobs and we were buying gear and we were spending money and we had bought a house together and we were, you know, fixing up the house and we were just, we were living by the seat of our pants to a fault and we were enjoying the ride a little too much rather than understanding, you know, the checks and balances of a business and a run rate and a burn rate and a profitability and margins. I mean, it just, Again, I'm the girl with the poetry degree married to the guy with a camera who never finished college, you know, so we weren't versed in a lot of those things. And there was no one there really to help us through it. We both come from blue collar households. None of our parents went to college. Some of them barely finished high school. So they didn't even get what we were doing. The fact that we left our like, quote, real jobs to start films by Francesco at all was horrifying to them. And they thought we were nuts. 
Um, and subsequently they watched us crash and burn on a number of occasions. So it was just, we got there because we weren't prepared and we didn't know. And we had to learn those lessons the hard way. This is such valuable information for Fire Nation to be taking in right now because it does get exciting. Those big checks start coming in and, you know, you start saying, man, you know, I can do this and I can, you know, up level my game here, which could potentially bring in more revenue there. And it just Mm -hmm. starts. And then where does it stop? And Michelle, we do income reports every month for Entrepreneur on Fire where we list all the revenue we generated, all the expenses that we had. And I think one of the best things that we do is we bring on our actual accountants, you know, not only to verify these income reports, but to give some real down-to-earth tips about yeah. running the financial side of a business. And one thing that he said that, you know, people like just kind of seem to have blank stares at when he said, hey, like <laughs> you're an entrepreneur, like you need to pay your taxes quarterly. Like right. you, you can't just wait till April 15th of the following year. $7,000. Yeah. Right. <laughs> and, and, you know, and it's, it's sometimes it's just, it's mind boggling, you know, that entrepreneurs get to that point, but at the same time, it's not because, you know, they do come from poetry backgrounds. Or for me, I was an American histories major. Yeah. I mean, what, you know, what prepares us for this stuff? Nothing. And it's so important, so valuable. And it's not the fun stuff. That's the problem. It's not fun. It's not exciting. You're not flying off to, you know, to Rome to shoot a wedding. No, you're sitting down and you're, you know, balancing your checkbook. I mean, it's not fun, but it's critical if you want to keep living this lifestyle. So that's my big takeaway. And Michelle, in just one sentence, wrap it up for us. What do you want to really make sure our listeners get from this story? I want to make sure that they get that you can't always bet on the future being better than the present. I mean, we look at the income that comes in and it's like, oh, it went up, it went up, it went up. Right. And you say, you know, we'll we'll definitely be making at least this much or more next year. Of course we will. You know, we made this much this quarter. Of course we'll have that. And then you don't. And then you panic. Oh, that was great. Great takeaway. And I'm not going to keep you at that point where you were at the Hertz counter just staring (laughs) longingly at a Ford Fiesta. I'm going to take you (laughs) to another story. This is an aha moment, Michelle, a light bulb that went off. And I mean, being the person that you are and that your husband is, you guys have aha moments for breakfast, no doubt. But take us to one that stands out that you think our listeners, Fire Nation, is going to resonate with and tell us that story. We were about, I want to say we were about six months in to the very first development for bespoke and we developed for iPad first. Um, and we had a, a first version that now seems like it's so far in the distant past, uh, <laughs> from what we have today, but this was like round one. We decided we were going to build this thing and it was going to be so great. And it was like our meal ticket out of the film world. And it was going to be, you know, our retirement plan and all this great stuff. Um, and we met a dev team and we started building. I mean, we didn't know what we were doing. We knew nothing about mock-ups or specs. I mean, clueless. But we were doing it and we were figuring it out along the way. And it was a cold February morning and we were going to a dev meeting and we went to their, the shop's office and we're sitting there with them and it's myself and our project manager and the lead developer and Francesco. And I don't know, it was like the meeting was going on and they were discussing and talking and I literally had this out of body experience where I realized in that moment that I was building a company and not a product. Mm-hmm. I had walked around for months thinking, well, we're going to build this thing. And when this thing is done, it's like birthing a baby. Like I'm going to be a proud mama and there it is. And it's going to go out into the world and, and, you know, be fruitful. And instead it just dawned on me in that moment of like, oh crap, I'm building another company. 
And it was like simultaneously the most amazing feeling and the most terrifying of like, well, wait, did I mean to do that? Do I want to do that? Is that what we're doing? Like, can we cut this meeting short? I think I need to like hit happy hour for a minute, (laughs) you know, and, and that was it. And that was in February. Um, and we walked away from that meeting and I walked out and I said to Francesco, I said, oh my God, we're building a company. He was like, what are, what are you talking about? I said, this is a company. This is not an app. An app is not a thing that's a product that is like in solitary confinement. I said, I need a moment, but I'll yeah. get back. <laughs> well, you had that moment and I love that phrase. I'm building a company, not a product. And Fire Nation, that's powerful. I want you to step back. And think about whatever you're working on, whatever that might be, you know, ask yourself that same question. And just real quick, Michelle, I don't want to get too far in the weeds here, but like what originated the idea for Bespoke in the first place? Francesco is not just a talented artist. He's also like a tech Nostradamus mastermind. I mean, he, when I, I was a total Luddite in the nineties and I met him and he was already online and on forums and had a cell phone. And like, I was like, whoa, this guy's from the future. Um, <laughs> And he's always been that, you know, he's the first guy, he stood online for nine hours to get his iPhone. Like he is that guy. He is in it. He consumes every piece of content about tech. He'll say, watch in three years, this is going to happen. And inevitably it freaking happens. So when the iPad was like, you know, on Mac rumors or whatever sites he was on, he's like, the iPad's coming and it's going to be big and it's going to make a difference. I'm like, I don't even know what you're talking about. He said, look, this thing is going to matter and it's going to change the way people work. That it's going to change the way creative people like us work. He said, so, you know, in 1999, 2000, we were too young. We kind of just missed the boat on the first tech boom and subsequent bubble. Um, and he just looked at me and said, he said, I'm not going to do it again. We're going to do something and we're going to do something that matters. And we literally, I said, all right, start, start thinking up ideas, like, you know, throw them at me. What have you got? And, uh, I think as I, as it says in my bio, like I'm the butterfly net, you know, he tosses the ideas my way and I'm the net that runs around and catches them and discards the really crappy ones without making them feel badly about right. them. Um, like liquid beef was one of his ideas. Back oh, in the sounds 90s. amazing. Um, and so bespoke stuck. It was like, well, you know, we can make this thing for creative people like us that allows them to get through the brainstorming phase of the process because it was one of the biggest pain points we suffered from in our own business. So Michelle, specifically, what's the one thing that you are most fired up about right now? I am really fired up about finding our initial traction in university students. Um, We really thought with Bespoke that it would be a specific vertical like interior designers or filmmakers or graphic designers that would fall in love with what we built. Um, But instead, it's students because of their demographic. They're not afraid of mobile. They're not attached to other workflow solutions. And they love to gather and organize content to kind of define their own creative voice. Um, So I am fired up right now about that big kind of milestone for us that we're finally figuring out exactly where we can start in the marketplace and kind of take it from there. Mm, Love that. So Fire Nation, we are about to enter the lightning rounds. But before we do, let's take a minute to thank our sponsors. Need a quality design but worried about the cost? One of the easiest ways for your design budget to spiral out of control is to start your project without clear direction. That's why I love going to 99designs for my design projects. They make it easy. I actually just completed two of my own logo projects through 99designs this past month for free podcast course and travel on fire. It doesn't matter if you're running a contest with several designers or collaborating with just one. Crafting a thoughtful brief is always the first step to getting a great design and at 99 
99 Designs, it's super simple. All you need to do is fill in their online brief form. Project started just $199, and your happiness is always 100% guaranteed. Visit 99designs.com slash fire and get a $99 upgrade of services free. And also, check out the past contests that I've run myself. That's 99designs.com slash fire. Summer's a great time for a lot of things. The sun is shining, the birds are singing, and it's the perfect time to kick it into high gear and start growing your business. But it can't be done alone. In order to truly scale your business, you're going to have to hire the best people who can help. Ready to start growing your team, but just not sure where to start? What if I told you there's no need to be intimidated by having to post your job in 10 different places or having to sort through hundreds of applications? Thanks to ZipRecruiter.com, growing your team just got easier. With ZipRecruiter, you can post to 100 plus job sites with a single click and within 24 hours, watch your candidates roll into ZipRecruiter's easy to use interface. ZipRecruiter has been used by over 400,000 businesses and today you can try ZipRecruiter for free. Go to ZipRecruiter.com slash fire. That's ZipRecruiter.com slash fire. One more time, try ZipRecruiter for free. Go to ZipRecruiter.com slash fire. Michelle, are you prepared for the lightning rounds? I am prepared. (laughs) What was holding (laughs) you back from becoming an entrepreneur? I think it was straight up fear. Like I said, I come from a blue collar family where, you know, if you have a mortgage, a pension and a minivan, like you have made it in life. And so when the people closest to you completely do not support the path that you're taking, it's, it's even scarier. So, okay. That was a mortgage, a pension and a minivan. Yeah. That's so cool. <laughs> I was taken right back to the Wonder Years and I'm just like, what? That's about it. Yeah, what that is it. Do? Yeah. What is the best advice you've ever received? Um, the best piece of advice I've ever received is that life is good, life is hard, and these two truths are unrelated. Wow, that's a thinker. What's a personal habit that you believe contributes to your success? Uh, my favorite personal habit is that I get to walk our family dog early in the morning. So like my husband, Francesco takes the midnight walk and mm-hmm. I get the 6am walk. Mm. And that with, you know, my husband and I are founders in both our companies together. We have a 10 year old son. Life is chaos. So that 6am walk with the dog is like my serenity now for the day. <laughs> Don't take that away from me. <laughs> yeah. Picking up that poop at 615 is like, oh, this, to life is good. Oh man, I could go a lot of places there. But I just want to talk about <laughs> The internet resource, like Evernote, that you can share with our listeners. Um, I am going to share with your listeners, if you haven't heard about it, it's called Breather. Um, They're in a bunch of cities, but they're really big here in New York right now. And Breather is basically pop-up office space, but not really awful office space. Um, they're really beautiful, beautifully designed, like beautiful interiors, great light. And you can rent them by the hour through their app. And it's anything from like 13 to $30 an hour. So we use them for, you know, if I have downtime between meetings or if I need to have a meeting or we've hosted events in them, um, Breather is awesome. Unreal. If you could recommend one book for our listeners, what would it be and why? Okay, I'm recommending Start With Why by Simon Sinek. He's, uh, He's basically like my startup man crush. And my husband is fine with that. Um, <laughs> at Bespoke, our core piece of kind of team culture is human first. That, you know, before you're a founder or a project manager or a janitor or a garbage man, you're a human being with, like, stuff. And so I think that Simon Sinek and Start With Why is really about discovering why you're on the planet and what you're here to do, uh, which makes it really helpful whether you are an entrepreneur or you are an employee of a, you know, of a, of a company. 
Yeah, and I'm sure you've seen it, but Fire Nation definitely catch the TED Talk of Star Wars yep. Y as well. It's epic. And Fire Nation, I know you love audio, so I teamed up with audiobooks. And if you haven't already, you can get an amazing audiobook for free at eofirebook.com. And Michelle, this is the last question of the lightning round, but it is a doozy. <laughs> Imagine you woke up tomorrow morning in a brand new world, identical to Earth, but you knew no one. You still have all the experience and knowledge you currently have, your food and shelter taken care of, but all you have is a laptop and $500. What would you do in the next seven days? So considering I now know no one, being without my husband and my kid would give me so much free time. I might spend the first 24 hours like in a stupor of like not knowing what to do with myself. I thought you were going to say a stupor of happiness, but (laughs) just kidding. We won't won't go there. Um, (laughs) I would first trade that laptop in for an iPad and an iPhone because I'm like the all mobile girl. Um, I would find the best coffee shop in town and first like fix myself up with a proper coffee. Um, And then I think I would hit the web and find a flight to some godforsaken place on the planet that needs some help. Um, And it's always been my dream, you know, before, during, after Bespoke to go back to that place of being in the Peace Corps barefoot in a third world country. I want to help people and I want to teach people about team culture and personal interactions and start with why. So I would uh, I'd want to launch the Human First Foundation. So I would take the time on the flight to kind of get my ducks in a row and then land somewhere spectacular where I could help other people. Man, inspiring. And Michelle, let's end today on fire with you sharing one parting piece of guidance, the best way that we can connect with you, then we'll say goodbye. My parting guidance would be uh, one of my other favorite quotes, which is to thine own self be true. I think that entrepreneurship is a hot topic right now and it's definitely a buzzword, but you know, like your mom told you, don't jump off the Brooklyn bridge just because your friend is doing (laughs) it. Like if it's really you and that's what you feel, then go for it, man, and figure out how to get there. But don't, don't like, don't be a sheep just because that seems to be what's happening in the world right now. Cause we still need awesome employees to work for all of our startups. Yeah, we do. I thought you were going to say Starbucks, but that's cool. (laughs) No, definitely not Starbucks. (laughs) I'm a coffee snob. So no Starbucks. Oh, that's so funny. Okay. How to connect with me. I'm probably one of the easiest founders to find. Uh I literally put my cell phone number in my email signature. Um, so you can find me. I'm on medium at bespoke app. Twitter handle is the same at bespoke app. Um, find us on the app store for iPad and my email is Michelle with one L. So M I C H E L E at bespoke dash app.com. Boom. Fire nation. You're the average of the five people you spend the most time with. And you have been hanging out with Michelle and JLD today. So keep up the heat and head over to eofire.com and just type Michelle. That's M I C H E L E. Into the search bar, her show notes page will pop right up with everything that we've been talking about. Of course, definitely check out Bespoke. That'll be linked up. You can go directly there as well. Everything they have going on, a lot of inspiring things. Michelle, thank you for sharing your journey with Fire Nation today. For that, we salute you and we'll catch you on the flip side. Thank you. Fire Nation, thank you for joining us on Entrepreneur on Fire. Visit eofire.com for links to everything we chatted about today, as well as killer resources, gifts, and so much more. Join me on our upcoming live podcast workshop, where I'll teach you how to create, grow, and monetize your podcast and answer any questions you have. 
text PARADISE to 33444 to claim your spot today. That's PARADISE to 33444. Have an inspired day and ignite.